Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so <laughs> you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Thursday's edition of the Stochastic NHL Strategy Show, sponsored by BetMGM. I am your host, Josh Harris. Joining me, as always, breaking out the Stars jersey, which could be foreshadowing on this slate, uh, my co-host, some Cliffy. How are we doing today, Cliffy? Yeah, if I remember my grade nine English classes correctly, we do call that um, a little bit of foreshadowing um, for tonight's slate. Doing well. Uh, not going to complain. Nice day out. Canada's out of the World Cup officially. Uh, I, you know, pretty much expecting that. I like. I don't know what anybody else was expecting. Um, At least they made big, it. big, yeah, big slate uh, up uh, tonight. Weird, weird slate last night. Um, I forgot to ask how you did before the show. I ended up cashing last night. I game stacked Edmonton and Chicago. Um, that worked well enough for me because the, you know, the big Edmonton guys went ham and I had Craig Anderson in nets shout out Craig Anderson for the shot bonus, the shootout win and the shorthanded assist. <laughs> um, he really came through for me. I, I probably could have had like a really, really good night. Um, you know, if I had Max Domi in there instead of Taylor Radish or Max Domi instead of Jonathan Taves or something like that. But uh, like we said yesterday, anytime you're in the green, it's good, especially when you're single entry. So no complaints here. How'd you do? Yeah, the woulda, coulda, shoulda in single entry is mind-numbing, but it is what it is. I did pretty well. I power play stacked. I full power play stacked the Oilers, paired them with uh, Marner and Sandine. Sandine had the block bonus. Marner had the empty net goal after, you know, like 41 tries to extend his point streak to 17 or 18, which is a Leafs record. And then I won off. I'm such a fraud. Like I, I had Oscar Sunquist in there and I was like, Oh, I can't do it. So I went to Capo Caco and he had 1.3, but uh, I did pretty well. I almost three X, which is, you know, you take that and run. Um, this slate, on the other hand, is spots among spots among spots. This is really an MME paradise. Um, if you're single entering tonight, three max in tonight like myself, good luck. We'll try to navigate as best as we can for you. There are just so many, as the Hoss would say, primo spots tonight, um, you know, I mentioned in our Discord or earlier today when ownership came out, there are three double-digit spots. Two of them have positive leverage, and the other one is barely negative. So, like, Bacon, don't be weird. Stop. But anyway, let's get into that slate. Um, 
And before we do, please give us a like and subscribe to keep up with all of our shows, DFS offers, giveaways, and much more. Once you subscribe, hit that notification button to get alerts when our shows go live. Don't forget, almost all of our content is available in podcasts on the platform of your choice. Help us out by leaving a five-star review. Bacon's just doing some unimaginable things right now right at my feet, and I cannot stop him. But let's get into this slate. Shall we? Nine games, or sorry, 11 games. Colorado Avalanche, 3.7 total. Heading into Buffalo, the Sabres have a 2.9. Uh, Craig Anderson last night went last night, so it's probably going to be Uko Pekka Lukanen. For the Avs, Georgiev is confirmed. Not much. I mean, there's some pretty decent ownership on the Avs here, but they are over 24,000 to full stack. Now, Buffalo played last night. Now, on the other show, you said, you know, the Avs are getting pretty tired. Hellebuck shut them out. Now, this is a probably a much better spot here. The problem is, you know, they're almost – they're 24,000 in change to full stack. You're going to have some issues getting in some other stuff with them. So what are you doing with this game? Yeah, Um this is a pretty interesting game. Obviously, you know, we talk about how, you know, every time Colorado's on the slate, until they get healthy, until Natushkin and Landeskog and Rodriguez and all those guys come back, uh, it's a it's a top-heavy team. If they're going to score a lot of goals, the top line um, is going to be heavily involved. Interestingly enough, I was looking through um, Arturi Lekkinen's game logs today, and... He hasn't had a 20-point DraftKings game since the very first game of the season. Now, obviously, um, at that point, you know, Colorado wasn't in the position they're in now. Natushin was there. Rodriguez was still healthy, et cetera, et cetera. He's been producing well and consistently well. Um, now, you know, since he's been on the top line, top power play, you know, with all those injuries. But he just hasn't had those those massive, you know, like um, three point plus a shot bonus games that you might expect for a guy skating where he is. And he's, he's a good player as good as he is um, with as many minutes as he is. And that's kind of interesting to me because um, I think, you know, you and I talk about a lot, like if you're going to stack a, a, a top heavy line like this or like Boston one um, when they're on the slate or something like that, you should try to use all three players. But I think there is a case to be made. Uh, for simply leaving Arturi Lekkinen um, off that stack, um, you can leave him off, you know, put on JT Confer. I know people aren't uh, super excited to play JT Confer, um, but it'll save you over $3,000 um, on that stack. And if, you know, if Lekkinen's not going to put up uh, a 24 DK point game or something like that every once in a while, like I don't think he's, you know, you don't necessarily have to play him. Um, so I think they're, you know, I think that's a pretty reasonable way to get cheap here. They're still generating a lot. Um, as I mentioned in, in my picks article today, uh, bring it up real quick, uh, over on stochastic.com, free for everybody to read. Nathan McKinnon is brought up. Uh, I wrote about him. He's actually averaging his best points per game um, of his career. Um with 28 points in 20 games. The problem is that a lot of them are assists because he's, you know, he's shooting under six percent. I don't uh, – our uh, old buddy uh, in Discord, Mr. Uh, Goodman, uh, made a point maybe about a week ago about how McKinnon's probably not a player that's ever going to have a high shooting percentage, and I actually kind of agree with that. 
Like there's not a lot of deception um, to his shot. He just shoots a lot and it's pretty hard. Um, you know, so I like, you know, whether he, I don't think he's ever going to be a 14% player, but he should be um, higher than 5.6%. So I think you can like do t- McKinnon, Ranton and Comfer, something like that um, here. It is a pretty good spot um, going up against Buffalo. Buffalo allowing the most goals against um, at five on five of any team um, in the league in the month of November. Uh, if I'm not, no, fourth most, sorry, uh, goals against uh, of any team um, in the month of November. Uh, most goals overall when you include the penalty kill because the penalty kill has been struggling. Um, with that Colorado power play as good as it is, I think that's kind of what I'd do if I was going to Colorado here. I think you can leave Lekkanen off, put on Comfort, save, you know, $3,300 or whatever it is, and then you can still fit a decent secondary stack with them. On the Buffalo side, like Buffalo, the top Buffalo line has got to be in play here because, um, you know, I don't think that new hook Galchenyuk line is going to be very good defensively, but the Logan O'Connor Cogliano one has been. Um, but the Buffalo top line is probably going to see a fair bit of the Colorado top line. And that Colorado top line's defensive numbers have been sliding um, as they get more and more usage. Like maybe they are getting a little bit tired um, and the defense is what's suffering from it. Georgiev has been saving them um, mostly game in and game out, um, which is why they've still been winning games, you know, that five, nothing shutout aside. So I think both top lines are really in play here. I do like the spot. For Colorado, um, the Buffalo top line loves trading chances back and forth. Like we said, the penalty kill um, is not very good. Uh, Colorado does draw, you know, above average power plays um, in this game. So I'm a big fan of the abs here. Um, I just I'm not sure if Arturi Lekkanen is necessary if you're stacking Colorado. Yeah, that's a good point. And while you were talking, I went I went look and looked specifically at the two games in Columbus when they were in Finland. And yeah, he topped out at 17.4, and that was that's perfectly fine. But he was also like four thousand dollars then, too. Now he's in the mid sixes, and yeah, like if he gets a goal and assist on the shot bonus, that's gonna get you 24 points, but he just hasn't done that this season. And you can put in Comfort there, save the 3,300, like you said, and hope you know Comfort donks an assist or donks a goal on the power play. So yeah. If you're struggling to fit it, or you could just leave him off altogether and just go McKinnon Rantman. You know what I mean? Or like McKinnon McCarr or something like that. Like he's not necessary. I think you can put him in if you want to. But yeah, I, I agree with that point. And I do agree with your point on Boston or Boston on Buffalo one as well. Like they just are, they keep on rolling. Colorado has been kind of bailed out by Yorgiev except for the last game. You know what I mean? Like defensively, they're not great. The penalty kill isn't great. So yeah, I think there is a lot of merit to going back to buffalo here and their total has crept up during the day when i was doing you know prep in the morning doing our run sheet for the show which was around like 10 a.m they had a 2.7 total it has gone up to 2.9 and yeah it might hit three before the end of the day so yeah i I do think there is some merit to going to some buffalo here let's move to the blue line kel mccarr 8k I don't even know if it's possible. You're going to have to check out the lineup builder to fit Colorado one and Makar with like, without having to use like, uh, like three Michael McLeods with them. But like, if it is like, that's a nice way to get a lot of lower ownership. Cause like, if you're going to use Colorado, you're going to want to have like a decent secondary stack. But if you do put in Makar here, you're going to, going to be on a very different trajectory lineup wise, which can be nice on this slate. If not, I think 
you want to use like Eric Johnson. He's his peripherals have been pretty good this season. He was thirty seven hundred, which might be a bit difficult to you know difficult pill to swallow, but I don't mind him on the Buffalo side. It's probably just going to be Henry Jokey Haru. Yeah, um, I don't mind Matias Samuelson. Um, he's been heavy, playing some pretty heavy ice time since he got back. Um, he can definitely put up the block bonus and. Like you said, the total has been creeping up, so maybe he can donk and assist for us. He's not super cheap, but I think he's priced just fine. Um, I think, yeah, Makara's fine. There's nobody like that I'm really running to play out in this game. I would say Owen Power, probably the guy where he's now down under 3K and still getting reasonable minutes. Um, I think Power might be my favorite like sub-3K guy in this game, but um, it'd probably be Power and Makara for me. Yep. Let's move on to the next one. We have the Nashville Predators at a 2.6 total heading into New Jersey. Los Diablos have a 3.5 total. 6,900 UC Saros is confirmed on DraftKings. Probably going to be Vitek Vanacek for the Devils. Now, this is one of the very good power play spots. Devils are in a very good power play spot here. The Predators don't have a very good PK. They, you know, maybe UC can start in and on his head, and we'll talk about goalies at the end here. And that, at that price, I think you can definitely take some stabs. But this game is about the Devils for me. I don't think there is a matchup concern for either of the top two lines. I think it's a matter of preference and looking at ownership and the projections. The Nico Heischer line is coming in at lower ownership at a higher projection. So I think, you know, they would be my preferred line. Now, granted, like, if you want to go to Hughes and Mercer, because – you know, they're a little bit cheaper. I think that's fine, but you're going to get a little bit more ownership. Yeah. Um, it is to Terry Hisher and Brad that I like in this game. I actually wrote them up um, in the picks article um, again, over at stochastic.com for anybody that wants to go and read it. Um, they haven't been together for very long, but 45 minutes together, 86 shot attempts per 60 minutes. That's just obscene. Um, that's like a low grade power play. <laughs> um 5.4 actual goals per 60 minutes they've been really good and i mean um his and tatara were playing exceptionally well before jesper brack got there um i I don't see any reason why the offense uh would struggle here they're also going to take on that nashville top line um uh with granlin forsberg uh in person um they have not been good defensively since being assembled three and a half expected goals against per 60 minutes um, that's pretty bad defensively, actually, which I think you might kind of expect um, with a rookie on the top line. Um, I just think it's a wonderful matchup for Hisher, um, Brat, and Tatar. You're right. Um, it is a pretty good power play spot. Nashville, uh, 25th in the month of November in shots against on the penalty kill. Um, they really struggle to limit um, the opposition. Meanwhile, uh, the New Jersey power play, nearly 10 goals, uh, top power play unit, nearly 10 goals per 60 minutes. They've been uh, pretty good. So, yeah, the top line is projecting for more points um, at lower ownership uh, than the New Jersey second line. Now, um, they are a bit more expensive, so I think that's kind of part of it. But, like, I don't see any reason um, to really not be on the Devils top line here. People want to go to New Jersey, too. Mercer and and Hughes have been playing pretty very well together. basically all season. Um, but going back to last year, like 3.7 expected goals for per 60 minutes. Um, Mercer's been up around 19 minutes a game now that he's get, gotten higher slotting in the lineup plus power play time. So 
No problem with New Jersey too, uh, if you want to use them as a secondary, but I think that New Jersey top line is, is nice as a primary stack. And it's at a price point where if you want to go out and put in, you know, an expensive de- defenseman, like we just talked about, like a Dolan or a Kale McCarr, I think this is one of the primary stacks that you'd look to. So I do like uh, the New Jersey top line here. Um, probably nothing for me on the Nashville side. Like, they're uh, these lines just don't appear as if they're gonna be very good. Like Duchesne playing with Sissons and Janot. Sissons and Janot have had a real tough season, especially defensively to this point. And I don't see Duchesne helping out enough in that regard. Um, they're just trying to spread the offense across three lines, and it's I think it's just kind of weakened every line without giving any of them a lot of strength. So uh probably nothing from me for the new from the Nashville side uh, among their forwards. I like the devil's top line here. Yeah, I'm out as well on the Predators. And whether you like the Devils, hate the Devils, don't want to admit it, Devils might be the – well, might be. I think they're probably the best defensive team in the NHL, especially their top four defenders. Like, they're just having a ridiculously good defensive season. So, like – and it's not like we're getting a discount on these Preds here. You know, Forsberg's over 7K, Duchesne's 5K. So, yeah, I'm not going into a really good defensive team – playing a team on the road who's overpriced. On the blue line, if you want to play Yossi, I think that's fine. But he's 8700 That's wildly expensive. Um, if you get there organically, you get there. I think Matthias Ekholm is fine. Uh, on the devil side, if you want to correlate with Dougie, that's fine. Otherwise, Graves. Um, Marino probably is in, but it's probably just Dougie or Graves for me. Yeah, um, Graves was another guy that I wrote up in that part, picks article. Um, I also wrote it before. Um morning skates so that you like you said it looks like marino's probably going to play probably keeps graves ice time down a little bit but i think he's still fine the other guy i'll mention i mentioned him on the last show is alex carrier uh on that on the nashville side he's been playing more of late he's been getting close to 20 minutes a night new jersey likes to shoot a lot i think he's a guy that can put up a block bonus on DraftKings for cheap here i like that call there let's move on to the next one tampa bay lightning with a 3.5 total heading into philadelphia the Flyers have a 2.5 total. Andre Vasilevsky is probable. Carter Hart is confirmed. Flyers running back Joel Farabee, Lucas Sedlak, Kevin Hayes, then Scott Lawton, Noah Cates, Zach McEwen, Nick Delorier, Morgan Frost, Owen Tippett. That is probably one of the worst top nines I've ever read on the air in three seasons. I like Tampa here tonight. They're getting about 7 8% the top line here projected. You know, their projections are pretty good. It's a good power play spot. They're fully correlated Tampa Bay one night for me. Yeah, um, I agree with that. I don't think there's anything that there's really no matchup concerns that um, we should be looking to um, in the, against this Flyers team. Um, Hayes and Farabee, not a huge sample without Travis Konechny, but when he was there, like they really were struggling defensively. Um, if that's the shutdown line they're throwing out against Tampa one, um, it could be a pretty long night for them. That Tampa top line was great in November, um, 140 minutes together, uh, 3.6 expected goals for Kucherov. Um, still shooting um, a lot, um, game in and game out. Um, the one thing that's kind of concerning me is Brandon Hagel's not really doing anything on the power play. Like he's on the power play, but he's he's not shooting. He's um, It seems like he's more of like a, a dummy maybe a little bit of a playmaker type guy. Um, but he's just not getting heavily involved. Like he's at his price point, he's definitely perfectly fine, especially with the ice time that he's going to get. It's just something, it's just, he's not really doing a lot on the power play. And that worries me a little bit. Um, 
Yeah, Tampa Bay just, you know, they're drawing amongst the most power plays per game in the league at 3.8. The Philadelphia penalty kill um, has really been struggling of late. Um, You know, they're sitting uh, bottom five in the league by shots allowed um, while on the penalty kill. It's just Carter Hart's actually still kind of held them in games. So, yeah, Tampa won here, I think, um, in a pretty good spot. Tampa's second line, their numbers have been starting to fall off a bit. Um, if you want to get expensive and leave Hagel off and put Stamkos on for a power play stack, I think that's something you can do. And I think Stamkos is a fine one-off tonight here as well for his price. He's projecting, you know, only 0.9 points lower than, than Kucherov, right? Um, and he's, you know, $900 cheaper. So they're projecting very similarly, um, let's say. So um, don't mind sliding Stamkos into, into a power play stack or something like that. But yeah, this is a Tampa one night. There's not a lot for me uh, from the Flyers side that interests me. Yeah, I mean, if you want to one-off some guys on the fire side like Farabee or Noah Cates or Provorov, I think that's fine just because Tampa's penalty kill, not exactly great, although the Flyers' power play, not exactly great. Looking to the blue line, nothing really for me on the Tampa side. If you want to include Sergachev in a power play stack, that's fine, but that's really about it. Same on the flyer side, like if you want to you know, use Provorov or, you know, I think Provorov's a better play if Tony D'Angelo is still out. We'll have to wait and see as a game-time decision. Rasmus Ristolainen or Travis Sanheim are fine as well. Yeah, I, I would say with the Flyers, a lot depends on D'Angelo because, you know, I think Sanheim can play 21, 22 minutes if D'Angelo's out. I think Provorov can play 25, 26 minutes if D'Angelo's out. If D'Angelo's in, I think they all get hit a little bit. So <clears throat> uh, it, we definitely have to see if he's in. If he's out, I do like Provorov here tonight probably him and Sanheim are the only defenseman like in this game like I still don't have interest in anything on the Tampa side they're either not doing anything or they're overpriced yeah I agree I see there are 110 of you here so let's have a little story time shall we we are sponsored by BetMGM and we have a no-brainer offer for you bet $10 win $200 if any team scores a goal during the World Cup it has happened often during this World Cup if you you know, scene. Click the link in the description uh, to sign up. The bet must be on a pregame money line. So here we go. A lot of you guys have signed up for BetMGM, which is great, but you're just not going to get the $200 by just signing up. If you're going to sign up, just deposit the $10. If you're going to take the time to sign up, it's very easy to deposit just $10. Bet it on one of the games coming up tomorrow. Doesn't matter which one, just bet $10. It could be on a massive favorite doesn't matter. As long as it's a pregame money line, you bet the $10, the game settles, you get $200 in free bets. So if you're going to take the time to sign up, you might as well get the $200 in free bets. Uh, this ends Sunday as well. So what are you waiting for, my friends? I see all of you in here. Now there's 115. I know at least some of you don't have a BetMGM account, especially if you're in Maryland where sports betting just became legal. Congrats to you guys. But yeah, sign up. This offer is available in all states except New York, Pennsylvania, Mississippi, in Ontario. So you have until Sunday. You're not going to get it by just making the account. You got to make the account, deposit 10, bet it on a pregame soccer game, pregame money line, get 200 in free bets. Then you can take that 200, bet it on the big dog plus money prop of the night, profit, and go from there. So let's move on to the next game. We have the Vegas Golden Knights with a three total heading into Pittsburgh. The Penguins have a 3.1 total. Uh, lines looking the same. On both sides here, both sides not generating a ton of ownership here. 
the the Knights total has come down almost a third of a goal throughout the day. Um, I still kind of like that top line. I know they haven't been great recently, but this is a fairly decent power play spot. Not the best. The total is going to keep the ownership depressed. Um, like I, I think in one to three, I'm not going to get to Vegas, but like in MME, getting this line under three percent, fully correlated in a decent power play spot, is nice to have in your portfolio. On the Pittsburgh side, I think either of the top two lines are fine. Uh, probably the same boat. Not going to get to them in one to three, um, but they will be in my MME portfolio. Yeah. Okay. So on the last show, we <laughs> talked. Uh, no, like I agree with you with the low, with the real low percentage. Vegas won. Um, I think they're an MME target. But we talked on the last show about how um, their numbers had been sliding a little bit. Um, I think it was on Saturday's show actually, uh, and then they went and got their brains beat in by Vancouver. I was looking at what Vegas has done. Vegas went into Buffalo a few weeks ago, and Jack Eichel had that hat trick game um, against the Sabres. It was a real big game uh, for them. Since that game, that line has played about 110 minutes together, 2.4 expected goals for, 2.2 against, 2.8 actual goals for. Eichel has seven points in nine games, averaging three and a half shots a game. That's not really that great for a guy that's priced at 8K. And I looked at the teams that they played, um, St. Louis, San Jose, Arizona, Edmonton, Vancouver, Ottawa, Seattle, Vancouver, Columbus. That's not exactly a murderer's row. Like there's no Boston. There's no Dallas. There's no Carolina. There's no any of those. So um, are you okay? (laughs) So that's a loaded uh, question. (laughs) Okay. so, like, I just don't think that they're necessarily playing very well of late. Um, they had a real, real good start to the season that has been on a slide. That Pittsburgh top line has seen their own defensive numbers um, slide a little bit. Um, 2.9 expected goals against in the month of November together. So, like, I think it's fine. But I, I think I'm with you. I'm Like, I'm not there in single entry. If I was to do anything um, in this game on the – on uh, the Vegas side, it'd probably be like a one-off Marsha So or a one-off Riley Smith. It would be something like that. I don't think I'm full stacking anything from Vegas. On the Pittsburgh side, like I know I just talked about how Vegas has been struggling, but all the struggles have been offensively. <laughs> Defensively, they're still playing pretty well. Um, top line, 2.2 expected goals against. Uh, second line, 2.3 expected goals against. Both uh, better than average. So, um, I don't think I think I'm with kind of with you. Like, there's nothing in this game that overly interests me as a full line stack. I think there are players that we can use as one-offs. Like, I do think guys like Raquel and Zucker make fine one-offs. Um, it's just I don't see um, anything that I really want a full stack, um, given the way that these lines have been playing a little bit. If I were to go anywhere, um, it would be the Pittsburgh top line. But that this Pittsburgh power play has been absolutely awful uh, for a while now. Um, I think I tweeted about it um, yesterday um, about the Pittsburgh power play. But San Jose, uh, Vancouver, and Buffalo were scoring more at five on five in the month of November than Pittsburgh was on the power play. Um, like they've been awful. So without that power play upside, especially where Vegas doesn't take any penalties, one of the lowest penalized teams in the NHL still playing really well defensively. 
think it's just a bunch of one-offs from the forward groups for me. Um, if you're, you know, single entry, three maxing, something like that. Um, once you get a lot more than that, then you can think about, uh, you know, what percentage of stacks you might want from this, but um, nothing for me. Well, let's get to the blue line. And when we do, we have a 199 super chat that I'll put up on the screen from Nino. What do you think of White Cloud? Uh, this is a little a bit of a backhanded comment because he asked about him with Super Chad the other day. I thought it was Haas. It, it wasn't. Um, yeah, White Cloud, even with Petrangelo out, I don't think he's going to see a lot of minutes here. I think if you want a cheap guy on the Vegas side, it'd be Nick Haig. Um, he'll probably see a, a minutes bump without Petrangelo there. Braden McNabb as well. Shea Theodore let everyone down last time. I think you still can go to him at 5,400. Um, Penguin side, Jeff Petrie, about it. Yeah, I think Petrie's probably the only guy that interests me. I think Pedersen's a little bit overpriced. Root is fine, but I just don't think he has like a ton of of, of upside. It, it would be Nick Hag that I have the most interest in uh, in this game. I know people are clamoring for Alec Martinez because he blocks like nine shots a game, but you know, fine with it. Um, just not a guy I'm targeting in that price range. Yeah, Yari is also very cheap, seven K. We'll talk about goals at the end. He will probably be popular tonight. Let's move on to the next one, a random five and a half total, which is you don't see those anymore. Carolina Hurricanes with a 2.9 total heading to St. Louis. The Blues have a 2.6 total. Ronta versus Bennington probable. I just like until the Canes. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so <laughs> you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever switch up their lines and they get some consistency out of Jarvis, get some, some consistency out of everyone else <laughs> really like it's just hard to full stack anything on Carolina. If you want to pick off some one-offs, Aho Natchez, two man, Aho Natchez use a one-off Svechnikov. I think that's fine on the blue side. I think Robert Thomas is still out. I just, no, he's back. This no. one, oh, he's back. Okay. Yeah. Even with him back, like it doesn't change much for me. Like obviously he's a better playmaker, a much better playmaker than Ivan Barbashev. This is just not the best matchup. Carolina has a very good penalty kill. They're good defensively. I just don't like this game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think there's a five and a half total here uh, for a very good reason. Um, yeah, Thomas is back. Um, looks like he's going to be with Tarasenko um, and Buchnevich. That line um, is pretty cheap. Like, that's kind of the thing here is, you know, if you told me six weeks ago I could get that Thomas Tarasenko Buchnevich line for, what is it, like 13,700, something like that. I was just trying to do quick math in my head, and I can't do it very well. Um, I would have been all over it, like, regardless of matchup. In this one, it's a little bit tougher. 
Um, the matchup they'll get in the game itself isn't that bad. Kokniemi, Nason, um, and Svechnikov. Like, Kokniemi's having a pretty tough offensive season. He's still playing well defensively, but a pretty tough offensive season. Nason's not a top six forward. So I don't think it's a terrible matchup for that St. Louis second line. Um, and the price is fine. Like, I don't think it's really an awful spot considering the price to consider that St. Louis second line as, you know, as a complimentary slash secondary stack. Um, I just think that it, going up against Carolina, you know, we talked about their penalty kill on the last show. It's not what it was last year, but it's still good. It's just not elite. It's still good. Um, St. Louis has been relying on the power play at times this season to get some production. Um, I just don't think I want to get to that St. Louis side. I think it's fine if you want to go pick some one-offs, like if you want a one-off, um, you know, Tarasenko or one-off Buchnevich, I think that's perfectly fine here. Um, it's just not somewhere I'm looking to stack. On the Carolina side, um, that sad O'Reilly Levo line has actually been pretty good for St. Louis. Like Josh Levo finally found a home in the NHL, apparently. Um, they've been pretty good defensively, 2.4 expected goals against, 2.5 actual goals against the Carolina top line. Not a big sample together, but we've talked about how Jarvis had been struggling um this season he's starting to shoot a little bit more now um that he's been moved up the lineup to the top line with Sebastian Ajo him and Ajo did have good chemistry together last year um and St. Louis has a terrible penalty kill but on the flip side the Carolina power play hasn't been great 7.3 goals per 60 that's not that good um you know they do change up their lines a lot and St. Louis is the least penalized team in hockey so um I honestly think my favorite play in this game might be Andre Svechnikov. I know I just kind of trashed Kokaniemi, um, but that St. Louis second line, Thomas uh, Tarasenko-Buchnevich has been pretty bad defensively this year. Even the St. Louis third line has not been good defensively. I think that middle six can be attacked. And we've seen Svechnikov have massive game after massive game this season, and he's priced very reasonably tonight. Um, I'd say Svech is probably one of my favorite high-ish end one-off wingers on this slate um other than that like i'm i might have a little of interest in that uh thomas tarasenko buchnevich line um but i i think i don't think they're gonna end up in my lineup but i i just man there's something about it i like that price and you know what i mean like it, it wouldn't surprise me if in two months time they're like four thousand dollars more expensive so it's tough. If I was playing, if I was 20 maxing tonight, I would definitely have some of that St. Louis two line. I'll t I can tell you that much, even in a low total. Yeah, I, I agree with that. 20 max for sure. I'd have some one of the three, maybe, but like I doubt it. Uh, on the blue line, not much there. Like Burns is fine. Pesci's fine. Colton Pareko's fine. That's about it. Yeah, Burns was the guy that I kind of wanted to highlight just because, like I said, St. Louis doesn't take a lot of penalties, but their penalty kills pretty bad. Um, I think you know there he could have a night where he's firing a lot of shots from the blue line uh against this penalty kill could rack up some peripherals i think he's fine but um it's it's probably brett pesci if i just had to pick one defenseman yep let's move on to the next one edmonton oilers with a three total head into minnesota the wild have a 3.6 total jack campbell mark andre Fleury in net oilers played last night the late game in Chicago, they get an early turnaround here in Minnesota and Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl played like 25 minutes last night. 
That being said, that's a normal occurrence, but they are playing again tonight. <laughs> like these these Minnesota Wild lines are just bonkers. Like they're just so bad. Uh, I would imagine, you know, that Erickson at Greenway, Felino go out against Connor McDavid, Drysaddle, Hyman. Now Connor McDavid is matchup proof, but this is back to back on the road on an 11 game slate, coming off a massive time on ice game. They're coming in with double digit ownership too. I just, I think like, all right, I'll take a stand. If there's, if there's any time to fade McDavid is tonight. And that's probably what I'm going to do. Like in one to three in MME, obviously you're going to want some exposure to this line. They can break a slate as we saw yesterday. It was a four game slate, but they still broke it. But if there's any slate to fade McDavid here, it's this one. On the wild side, it's going to be a power play stack. Just because, like, listen, Jack Campbell's had some mental issues, and mental issues are very serious if you have mental issues and you need someone to talk to. My DMs are always open, but goalies are weird creatures, and if they're not right between the ears, they can have a very poor game. I do like the power play matchup for the wild. I just don't like that the power play spread out across three lines but I would do some sort of power play stack here. Yeah. Um, what I'll mention is that Edmonton top line, McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Hyman, um, they're only $800 cheaper than the Colorado top line. And we have them projected for roughly the, the same ownership. One team is going into Buffalo, which was amongst the worst defensive teams in the league this year. And the other team is going into Minnesota, which was one of the, one of the better defensive teams um, in the month of November. And one of those teams uh, are going to get the shutdown line of Greenway, Erickson, Ekfolino, which historically has been one of the best shutdown lines in hockey. So I agree with you. Like, if, if I'm playing single entry and I want to pay up for a line, I don't think it's Edmonton I go to. I think it's it's Colorado that I go to instead. So that's all I'll say about Edmonton. Like, I will never say playing the Oilers is a bad idea. It's just not. Um, it's just considering that price point and the other options that are available on a slate this large. Like, I think I'd rather just go to Colorado or, you know, make a super expensive Florida stack um, or something like that um, than play Edmonton. Um, if I was playing 150 lineups, yeah, of course, I would have some Edmonton in there. But if I'm playing single entry or three max, it, I would probably just favor um, Colorado uh, or Florida at some of the same price points. Um on the Minnesota side, like I said, they got their shutdown line back with Greenway, Erickson, Ekfolino. They'll be going out against the McDavid line quite a bit. That's going to get the Minnesota top line out against whoever's left on that team. So, like, I don't, like that. Obviously, they're going to see a fair bit of Pooley-Arvey and Nugent Hopkins. Uh you know, the defensive numbers haven't been bad there, but, they're, you know, they're also going to see some of the Derek Ryan, Devin Shore line. Like, um, I think um, it is going to be a very good matchup for this Minnesota top line against that middle six for the Oilers. Um, as we mentioned on yesterday's show, the Oilers are uh, one of the most penalized teams in the league. It's only Arizona that takes more penalties per game. So Minnesota should see quite a bit of power play time here, especially with Edmonton on that road back to back. Uh, so yeah, I do like the top line here. Like if you want to keep it cheap, reasonably cheap and leave steel there, I think that's fine. Um, you know, he's cheap enough where if he only puts up like two shots and nothing else, like he won't kill a lineup, um, because he should be able to build around that. But, 
Um, you know, if you want to just turn it into a power play stack and move Eric Sinek in there instead or Boldy in there instead or something like that, I think that's more than fine. But um, it's the Minnesota top line that I like here. I wrote up Kirill Kaprizov in the picks article. He had 16 points in 12 in 12 games in November, and the team only scored 2.1 goals per 60 minutes of five on five with him on the ice. Like there's a lot more upside to him than than what he showed if they start figuring it out at five on five. So Kaprizov, Zuccarello, and then you know if you want to put in steel, I think it's perfectly fine. Um, Boldy Erickson act, but it's specifically Kaprizov, Kaprizov and Zook that I like here. Yeah, I agree there on the blue line. If you want to add in Kalen Addison. I guess like he just doesn't do too much. Um, so probably Dumba or Goligoski, or not Goligoski, Dumba, Spurgeon, Middleton for me. On the Edmonton side, there's just nothing that I really want to play. Nurse at 4,600 is fine. Yeah. Um, Spurgeon's interesting to me here because um, Jonas Brodeen is going to be out tonight. Um, obviously, Kalen Addison is running the power play, and it's a very good power play spot. But I got to imagine that Spurgeon sees a lot more ice time here with no Brodeen. So I don't mind Spurgeon as one of those mid-four guys. Um, it's still a good spot at 5-on-5. Five five. Edmonton's just not a good team. It's just that simple. So I do like Spurgeon here. On the on the Edmonton side, yeah, it's back to Darnell Nurse until his price gets back up over 5K. I like where he is. Let's talk about Odd Shopper for a second, shall we? Make your best bets in 30 seconds or less with Odd Shopper. With hundreds of bets featured daily, Odd Shopper gives you the edge you need, betting player props and game lines across all sports. With expected win percentages and ROIs included, Odd Shopper features multiple projection methods, which help you make the best bets available on the market. Odd Shopper also features a parlay builder with optimized parlays and an arbitrage tool that identifies risk-free, guaranteed profit bets that you can make across sports books. What are you waiting for? Click the link in the video description to below to sign up for free with Odd Chopper and start making smarter bets now. Now, most of the site is free. There is some premium stuff that gets you into our sports betting uh, discords and stuff like that. But Odd Chopper is an unbelievable tool. Use it a bunch with the plus money props that I put out daily on Twitter. Let's move to the main event of the evening. Anaheim Ducks, 2.4 total heading into Dallas. The Stars have a four total. Anthony Stellars, Jake Ottinger confirmed. As much as I want to get to some Ducks one here, like they're only like $1,800 cheaper than Dallas one. And Dallas one's in an unreal spot here. Ducks can't stop a nosebleed defensively. Uh, Their penalty kill is not great. Top line for Dallas is very chalky. They're coming in 17 and a half, 18%. their projection for their cost is wildly high. Uh, like, Forty-six points. They're higher yeah. than Edmonton. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. and Edmonton's like almost five thousand dollars more expensive. So, like, yeah, Dallas one night is on. I think the one thing I'll say, if you want to get a bit different here, either add in Jamie Ben or leave one of the guys off and put him in with Ben. Leaving one of the guys off is always a horrifying experience. So I would probably just add Ben in if you want to get a, a, a bit different. Yeah, um, I'll just start on the Minnesota side because there's just <laughs> there's not a lot to talk about. Uh, the Minnesota top line, actually pretty good in the month of November. Three expected goals generated uh, for per 60 minutes, 2.7 against. 2.8 actual goals per 60, 3.0 against. Like three goals against per 60 minutes playing for this Anaheim team actually not that bad 
Um, that's kind of the only thing that gives me a little pause on Dallas here is that, you know, obviously Dallas is going to be sending out their top line against Zegers, Henrik, and Terry. Um, Zegers, Henrik, and Terry, um, you know, as good as they are offensively, they're not that great defensively, but they're not awful. And they're by far the best defensive Ducks line that they have. If you're looking uh, for reasons not to play Dallas, that's probably it, is that um, Dallas – uh, might it, that top line is in a tougher matchup than if they were to send them out against Stroman, Vetrano, or you know the third line or whatever. Um, and I do think that Anaheim top line, like Dallas's top line, their defensive numbers sliding a little bit, like only a little bit better than the Anaheim top line defensively in the month of November, like uh, 0.2 expected goals uh, difference between the two lines. And Dallas is one of the most penalized teams in the NHL at 3.9 times shorthanded per game. And the Anaheim top power play unit, 35 minutes together, 150 shot attempts per 60 minutes, 13.7 goals. Really, really good. I don't think I'm going to get to Anaheim one in single entry, but like of all the, you know, lines on bad teams or whatever with low totals that we might be looking through, consider Nashville, consider Philadelphia, consider St. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. St. Louis, whatever. I think it's Anaheim go to, but the only line that I would really, really consider full stacking here is just Dallas one. Uh, their projections are just absurd. They're still generating a lot. They're still scoring a lot. They're getting more minutes than they were earlier in the season. I really do like the Dallas top line. I wouldn't go to Marchman, Faxa, and Sagan. Marchman and Sagan, I haven't really been that great together. Um, you know, Sagan's not shooting the puck at all, which was his one calling card when he was when he was good and healthy. And Radic Faxa, we talked in our Discord, uh, the worst scoring chance generation numbers um, of any Ford in the NHL, not named Sean Corrali over the last two years. So if I were to full stack a depth Dallas line, it'd be Ben Johnston uh, in Delandria. Um, I think they're fine to use, especially, uh, you know, where Johnston and Delandria are under 3K, um, but it's obviously a Dallas one night here. Yeah, I, I, you know, I do agree on that call in Anaheim one and MMA. It's just really hard to get there in one to three. Um, on the blue line, Cam Fowler, Miro Haskinen, fine to add in. Uh, Haskinen's price has come down. Uh, Lindell, if you want to punt, that's, I guess Shattenkirk is kind of usable now, but that's really about it. Yeah, to, to the point about the Anaheim top line, like they're basically the same price as the New Jersey top line that we talked about earlier in the show, and I'd rather just play uh, the Devils. So yeah. that's just the way it is. Yeah, on the blue line, I think Haskin is perfectly fine. Um, I like Hockenpah's price. I just don't know. He relies on shot blocks for value. I just don't know if Anaheim generates enough for him to get uh, to that shot block bonus. And because it's not a bad power play spot for the Ducks, I, yeah, I agree with Cam Fowler. I don't mind that at all. Yep. Montreal Canadiens, 2.4 total heading into Calgary. The Flames have a 3.7 total. Jake Allen, Jacob Markstrom confirmed. It's like both teams are running back their lines here. I do like Calgary one again. They didn't have the best performance last time, but this is a good power play spot. They're fully correlated. The price really hasn't moved. Yeah, 
um, on the Montreal side, kind of the same boat as Anaheim here. Like in MME, I think I'd get to some of the Montreal top line, but in one to three, it is just tough to get there. Yeah, I agree. Um, just watch for some news. I saw that Sean Monaghan um, left uh, the skate today for Montreal. Now he was in Calgary for the first time since being traded. So maybe he was going to do some early media or meet some people or something like that. He did talk to the media after, so he's got to be healthy enough to play. Uh, Brendan Gallagher, however, wasn't at morning skate. And the second line was the Donoff, Dvorak and Joel Armia. Um, that's a problem because Brendan Gallagher's um, easily the best player on that line. And, you know, that line's probably going to see a fair bit of the Calgary top line here tonight of, of Huberto, Lindholm, and Toffoli with the way that Calgary matches up their lines. Now, Calgary doesn't hard match a lot of lines, um, but they, you know, that top line for the Flames will see quite a bit of that Armia line, um, that Dodonov, Dvorak, Armia line uh, for Montreal. So I did write up Elias Lindholm uh, in the power plays article. The, the entire problem with this line was shooting percentage related. It wasn't necessarily with their play scored in the last game. Uh, mercifully, uh, very reasonably priced. The entire stacks coming in um, at just under 34 uh, projected points total um, to put that into reference. It's more than the Pittsburgh top line. It's more than the Vegas top line. Um, it's more than any of the New Jersey lines. Like this line is coming in with a very good projection. Um, it's a good power play spot. Montreal's penalty kill has been saved by their goaltending, not by the way that they're playing. Um, Hubert Olin, home to Foley, all in the power play together. So I really, really do like the Calgary top line in this game. Um, you know, I don't mind. I think the Montreal top line, I agree with you. It'd be one of those spots like in, in, in MME, I think you can get to, especially where Kadri might be used a little bit in the shutdown role, and that line hasn't been that great defensively. Uh, but it's Calgary one that I like the most here, and it's it's honestly it's not close. Yeah, on the blue line, uh, Rasmus Anderson or Noah Hannafin for me on the Montreal side. Mike Matheson in Montreal stacks, but that's about it. Yeah, um, Weegar's got a pretty reasonable price on both sides. If you need a, four, a sub four K defenseman, I think he's fine. Um, other than that, I do like Anderson, um, specifically just because of the power play spot. Florida Panthers, 3.4 total heading into Vancouver. The Canucks have a 3.1 total. Spencer Knight, Thatcher Denko, probable. One of our resident Canucks fans in our Discord alerted us that there is a Hall of Fame ceremony for the Sedins and Roberto Luongo tonight. So probably won't get lines even before Locke said he'll be there reporting so maybe he will um i would imagine that the canucks lines are the same panthers lines probably the same this this game has both sides written all over it um what are you seeing yeah i'll mention brock besser was moved to the top line uh in place of nils hoglander um that's kind of important um just because besser does get top power play time at times um and he's pretty reasonably priced. Hoglander's really not showing a lot um, as a prospect. Um, this is a pretty interesting game. Uh, we just got we got new, well, not official news, but Alexander Barkov was not at the morning is not at the morning skate that's going on right now for Florida. So we got to assume um, he's going to be out again tonight. Um, you know, the top line of Verhage, Bennett, and Kachuk have been playing pretty well together. Um, you know, I talk about it on prior shows like Bennett and Kachuk 
have been generating a lot of offense when they're on the ice together. Um, it should continue here. The problem is, is that you only get one of those guys on the top power play unit, and it's the Vancouver penalty kill that we've wanted to take advantage of at times this year. Um, not to mention, um, you know, Horvat uh, and Miller have been playing better defensively. I think Besser actually makes them worse offense, worse defensively than having Hoglander there. So might not be that bad of a matchup for Verhage, Bennett, and Kachuk. I think at the very least, Kachuk makes a nice um, low-ish owned one-off option amongst the high-priced wingers here tonight. Um, I wouldn't go down to the second line, Cousins, Lundell, and Reinhardt, because that Pedersen line is still rolling. I know Pedersen went minus five the other night. Um, you know, that happens. It's hockey. Uh, weird things happen during the course of an 82-game season, but they're still playing uh, exceptionally well, 2.0 expected goals against in their la- over the last three weeks. Um, Kuzmenko has been shooting less, though, so if I were to stack anything from the Vancouver side, um, it would just be Miller, Horvat, um, and Besser. Um, Horvat's been shooting less, though, so I think like a two-man of Miller, Besser, something like that is just acceptable as well. Honestly, I think it's the Florida top line that I like the best as a stack in this game. And to the blue line, Ekblad still reasonably priced to 6,200. I think he's perfectly fine. Um, probably about it. On the other side, Ethan Barrett, 3,800. Okay. Just not much there. Yeah. I wrote up Ekblad in the picks article. He's been on a tear, like averaging 16 DK points a game since he returned from injury. Um, lots of peripherals for him. Um, don't mind him as an expensive guy. For a cheap guy, I mean, it's got to be Tyler Myers. I know we hate playing him, but he, Florida takes a ton of shots. Uh, Myers is definitely in line for a block bonus on DraftKings tonight. Like that call. And don't forget to click the link below and sign up for BetMGM. Deposit $10, win $200. It is that simple. It really is that simple. No strings attached. Washington Capitals, 2.9 total heading into Seattle. The Kraken have a 3.1 total. Darcy Kemper, Philip Grubauer, probable. Again, Capitals, you want to, you know, power – I think Ovechkin's a fine one off tonight. Power play stack. I'm not going to full on stack anything. I think on the Seattle side, I think, you know, full stacking has started to come to play here with McCann, Beniers, Eberle. Other than that, you can one off some guys. Yeah. What I mentioned in the power plays article um, is how uh, Seattle has been running their lines lately. And the, what they've been doing is putting the Gord and Bjorkstrand line out against second lines. Um, that means against Kuznetsov and Milano and Oshi. Not a big sample with that trio, but Kuznetsov and Milano have been pretty bad defensively since Milano got to Washington. Not really surprising. Not that Gord and Bjorkstrand and Tanev have been good defensively. Have been good defensively. They haven't either. So I think it's good matchups for both second lines. I, I guess the Gord line is technically the third line, but you know what I mean. Um, but it's a good matchup of five on five. So I don't mind a two man of like. Gordon Bjorkstrand or Gordon Tanev even, um, you know, if you need something super cheap to afford the Colorados or the Edmonton or something like that on the Washington side, it's just to the top line. Um, the Wenberg line has been trading chances at times. Washington top line has been generating a lot of expected goals, just not a lot of goals just yet. And Oshi coming back has really helped turn around that power play from being absolutely awful to at least, you know, average, which is something. Yeah. Um, like this game, like this is another, like of the 11 games, this might be my second least favorite, but on, on, I, I just don't like caps games. Like if you're a caps fan, I don't mind you, but like caps games, miserable. 
John Carlson on the blue line, I think, is still rolling along. He's fine at 7,100. Martin Faraveri, fine with a punt. Vinny Dunn, Adam Larson, Carson Soucy. Yeah, uh, Faraveri probably the guy I like the best. I, he's been getting more minutes, like 20, 21 minutes of late. I think he's another one of those cheap guys that can get a block bonus here tonight. Yep. Last game of the night. Could be a sneaky little late hammer here. Arizona Coyotes with a 2.4 total. Heading into Los Angeles, the Kings have a 3.6. Looks like Alliance. Looks like Arthur Kaliev is up with Gabe Velarde, which is kind of nice. Um, whether the minutes go up, that remains to be seen. This is a Kings game for me. Although, if you want to go to Arizona one, I think this is a decent time to do it. Although on an eleven game slate with a two point four total, I don't know if I'd do it in one to three. Yeah, I don't mind the Arizona top line here. Um, you know, uh, like we always say, the Kings top line, good offensively with Kevin Fiala there, but not good defensively. Um, they'll see a little bit of that line, not a whole lot. They're going to see more of the second line, um, but not a terrible matchup for Arizona one. And they are reasonably priced. Um, I honestly don't hate them. Like they wave Cal Peterson, but Jonathan Quick has like an 886 percentage this year. So it's not, like, it's not like either of the goalies have been playing well, so. I don't hate Arizona top line here tonight. Um, you know, even one off of Nick Schmaltz. The guy's been shooting, which is weird. Um, he usually doesn't do that. Uh, but it is uh, on the Kings side that I like the best here. Uh, Fiala, Kopitar, and Kempi not coming in uh, with much ownership at all. Uh, it's another one of those, like, mid-price-ish lines, like New Jersey 1, um, that people are, are going to be playing a lot of. Um, this is a massive total, too, 3.6. Um, they're projecting for uh, 34.6 points, which is more than the Calgary top line that we just talked about, uh, more than Pittsburgh, more than Vegas, et cetera, et cetera. So I really do like both top lines here in this game. Obviously, I like Los Angeles more than Arizona, but if you're playing a ton of lineups, um, at least consider the Coyotes. It's not an awful spot for them. Yeah. Who do you like in net tonight? There's a lot of good cheap options on DraftKings. Yeah, that's the problem is I think I'm going to end up playing a pretty cheap goalie here tonight. Uh, on both sides, I like Jordan Bennington, UC Saros, uh, and Thatcher Demko. Uh, on DraftKings, I don't mind Alex Georgiev. Um, he's been playing really, really well. Um, Colorado is giving up shots. Uh, on FanDuel, I can't believe I'm saying this, but if you need a super cheap goalie, uh, Johnny Quick. I'll just add in on DraftKings, I don't mind uh Marc-Andre Fleury, that could be a bumpy ride, but he will see some volume. I also don't mind Tristan Yari at 7K. Um, Patrick Pick, who you like him? Uh, I worry about his line mates, but I think it's a great spot for him, and I think he could uh, kind of bust out here. Monsieur Matthew Boldy. Very nice. I'm going Tyler to Foley. I hope so, because I like the Flames here tonight. Let's see I, what they I do. like the Flames. Let's see what they can do uh, against my Montreal Canadiens. Yes. Coming up right after us, top of the hour, no house advantage and uh, Thursday night football at three with Pete and Jeff and then NBA live before lock at six with Greg and Adam. We will be back on Saturday morning. Um, yeah. Saturday morning, no show tomorrow. I think it's a short slate. Don't forget to sign up for bet MGM. We greatly appreciate you leaving a like and subscribe. Good luck, everybody, tonight. We'll see you in Twitter and Discord. Good luck tonight, everyone.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 